and um, and is now an ordained pastor in the uh, almost. covenant, almost an ordained pastor in the covenant church, and serves as a chaplain. And so we would like to invite Lisa to come and share with us. Well, good morning. Thank you. Thank you for having me here today. Um, my husband, Scott, is away at UW this weekend on a cohort. He um, sends his greetings to you. He wishes he could be here. We have always considered Faith Covenant our home um, since I worked here for almost four and a half years ago. Um, we've come here under the radar, and it always feels like coming home, and we always feel the Spirit of God in this place. So, God is doing a great thing here, and I feel so blessed to get, get to be here today. Um, we have had a long season of transitions, um, Scott and I, and I know many of you have in a, a short period of time, and that's just how life goes. Um, we recently moved up north, um, close to Everett, where I serve at, at Providence Regional Medical Center as a staff chaplain. And Scott has a position at the Mill Creek Police Department. And all of this came quite suddenly. We weren't expecting it, but we moved last December. And our whole life kind of flipped upside down, and we've had to just kind of get our bearings. But God has been very good. And in that process, um, I've, it's been a bumpy roller coaster these last four years, the ups and downs. Um, with, with some grief in our lives and just all the changes, um, a new grandbaby. So there's, there's good times and there's um, times of sorrow, but God has been good. And the book of Psalms has helped me find words to express what my heart has felt. It has given me words um, from lament to joy and everything between. And I was really pleased to hear that you guys are doing a study for the summer on the Psalms. And that... Um, what God had placed on my heart was the 23rd Psalm. And with the 23rd Psalm, um, God, God has revealed so much that we can cling to and that we can extract. It's such a, a common Psalm, but it is profound. And so we're going to look at that in depth, and I would encourage you to continue on with that process after we leave here today. So I have a little story to tell you. I um, was unpacking. We had just moved, and it was, I haven't moved in a while, and so it was a, a big deal. And a lot of road construction was going on outside of my home. Um, they were repairing pipes or something, and it was clanging and shaking our house. Big equipment was right outside our house. And I thought I heard something kind of strange, and I stopped, and, and well, I just think it's just some road noise or something. And my dog, Wilson... We'll put Wilson's picture up. <laughs> kind of goofy. Um, he's two years old, so he's still kind of a puppy. Um, just lost his mind. And he came up and um, got me out of the office and took me downstairs through our family room, through the backyard to the fence where on the other side a woman had fallen and was crying for help. And she had been out there for quite some time, and it was below 30 degrees. And so we were able to um, call the paramedics and get help, and some neighbors came running and construction workers, and um, it, was, it was quite scary to think, had I not heard her, what would have happened? Um, or had Wilson not heard her? He's the hero here. <laughs> 
And so um, a, a couple weeks went by, and she recovered, and she came over, and she brought treats for Wilson and had to tell him thank you. And so that's, that's my friend Barbara, and one of the first things she said to me was, what a way to meet your neighbor. <laughs> and I think about her every day. She lives right behind me, and she's been a real blessing in my life. And so not only did um, Wilson um, save her life, he saved the life of another creation of God. I was doing laundry, and um, we have a front-loader washing machine, and I threw in some jeans and some heavy jeans and went back to the office and, you know, started the machine first, and I heard this, Guess what I did? (laughs) I started the washing machine with my cat in it. And he's okay. There's Simon. And he forgave me. But Wilson alerted me that Simon was in the washing machine. He came up to the office and just lost his mind again and took me into the laundry room where I was able to get Simon out in time. He was a little bit wet, but he's okay. And so now I can't do a load of laundry without Simon going in and looking in the washing machine. (laughs) I mean, with Wilson going and looking in the washing machine. So those are my funny pet stories. (laughs) So I've got a wonderful hero doggy. But that wonderful hero doggy was also the one that did this. Diving for a ball. I, I slid at a park and landed, and I get to accessorize a cast the rest of the summer. So we take the the good and the bad. (laughs) Um, So I was just thinking about that noise that I heard when all of this was going on and how um, it could have really blocked me from listening to someone's cry for help. And um, I, I couldn't, I I could have been so distracted that I didn't hear Barbara's cries for help, and I, I've thought about this a lot. There are so many distractions keeping us from hearing calls of distress around us. Or perhaps hearing or noticing that we are in distress. And that we, we may need some healing ourselves. And we need help in healing. And what has come to mind is I, I walk around town. I'm guilty of doing this, too. I see people doing this on their phone all day, and they, they forget where they're walking, and they forget to make eye contact. And, and it, don't get me wrong. We, we communicate, and it's good, and it can be used for good, but put the phone down and look up. Look at what's going on around you. Look at the face in front of you and see if there might be some distress that you no, might need to pay attention to. Stop what you're doing and look at. In my work as a chaplain, I'm specially trained to listen actively um, for what, um, what may be going on with a person. Sometimes what surfaces um, is, you know, I'm hurting, I'm feeling sick, I have to have surgery, I think I'm going to die. But what surfaces is um, spiritual pain. And so I'm specially trained to listen to that and to, to find um, what the, the root of that is and help them find and see that they are loved by God and cherished by God and he is the one that brings healing 
not just physically, but more importantly, spiritually, he's our healer. And we need to look, look to him as the great shepherd. And so I sometimes can get a little distracted if I'm not careful by what's going on around me. There might be machines in the room beeping or just a lot of activity. Um, we also can get distracted around us again by what's going on around us where we fail to hear um, what's really going on inside of people. The noise in my own life or the noise of other things can be so distracting. And so it's really important for all of us, not just me as a chaplain, but all of us to stay very close to Jesus and to listen to him. Be sensitive to the needs of others. It's so easy to hang on to things and allow ourselves to get distracted and to take our eyes off of Jesus. Perhaps we're not aware that God is with us, trying to guide us out of the messes we get into or the harm that comes our way. We, wonder, we wander off so easily like sheep. Isaiah 53.6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned each to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Henry Nowen says, the basic question of the spiritual life is, who do you belong to? And we get into Psalm 23, and we start with, the Lord is my shepherd. And so that poses the question, is he really my shepherd? Do I really belong to him? Who do you belong to? So let us turn to Psalm 23 for some guidance and reassurance. And let's read this together. It is from the King James Version. And I chose the King James Version because many of us memorized from the King James Version, and that just comes naturally by rote. But I want to encourage you to read it in other versions, too, because you will get a lot out of it. So if you would join me, I want to read it kind of slowly and take it in. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want... He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray. Loving God, thank you for your word and that you speak to us and nourish us with it. May we lean into it and allow it to read us. May we allow the Psalms to shape us how we pray as they do so for Jesus. And may we not only study the Psalms, but live and pray the Psalms as well. We give you this time and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. So Psalm 23 is beloved. Even for those who are not churched or not, not quite familiar with Christianity, um, people know the 23rd Psalm. It's out there. It is, a, I guess, a staple, a foundation. Um, it, is, um, it is requested 
most requested in the hospital. Um, it is found um, whispered on the lips of someone who is actively dying. Um, I have had a dementia patient who couldn't carry on a conversation or remember one thing from the next say, articulate, articulate the 23rd Psalm word for word. And as she said it, she calmed and soothed herself. And so that, that's the power of scripture when it is memorized and we take it in us and let it transform us. Um, it's there. Our spirit knows it, and it brings comfort. The Psalms help us pray, and they give us words. Prayer encourages a rhythm of breathing that facilitates a calmer and wiser bodily approach to life. Praying the Psalms help us to live in God's time and space as well as our own. It is biblical poetry that probes deeper into our human experience. There is a rhythm, a cadence. It is a right brain flow, says N.T. Wright. The Psalms are multidimensional worship. Every aspect of human life, love, fear, delight, anger, despair, and gratitude is laid as an offering before the God who himself comes to stand at the crossroads of time, space, and matter. He is with us. He is our shepherd, Emmanuel, God with us. The Psalms resonate with Jesus because he was the one who stood by divine appointment precisely at the intersection of God's time and ours, of God's space and ours, and of God's matter and ours. Psalms 2 to his baptism, Psalms 22 to his crucifixion, saying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Psalm 44 to his ascension, and Psalm 72 to his rule of justice and peace over the whole world, and so on. The Hebrew title for the book of Psalms is Praises. And the practice in post-biblical period in the synagogue was responding with singing a doxology after each reading to give praise for what was in each book. At the core of Psalm 23 is, For you are with me. God is with us. I am with you is a constant theme through the Bible. If you do a word search, I am with you will pop up several times throughout the, the Bible saying, fear not, I am with you. There's story after story. Um, Moses and Jeremiah and Gideon and uh, Mary and fear not, for I am with you. And then we look at Psalms, our songbook, and he says, I am with you. God is so concerned for each of us that he does not leave us or forsake us. In fact, he goes after the lost sheep and looks for them. Luke 15, 1 through 7, starting with verse 3, Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them and doesn't, and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. 
So what do sheep do when they don't have a shepherd? They get destructive. They don't rest. They overeat and they get sick from eating poisonous things. Or they starve. They wander off. They get um, hurt by predators or killed by predators. They're disease prone. Sheep cannot rest unless they are well fed, parasite free, and are not being bullied by other sheep. Are there any sheep farmers in here? Does anybody raise sheep? My sister um, raises sheep and goats, and she has to give her sheep special attention. The goats are free and play and all that, but the sheep need tender care, and so do we. And so um, I want to put up a picture of a sheep that's been neglected or maybe went astray and got away from the flock. That is um, six years of wool. And the sheep's name is Chris. And I was, I was searching, doing some research and I found Chris and they, they took care of, of Chris and um, shaved off that excess wool. Can you imagine how heavy that was? If you wear a wool coat, how heavy that is? Well, can you imagine, I don't know how many pounds of wool that is, but it has debris in it, it's dirty. It's weighing this poor sheep down. It's wonder he could even stand up. But that's just a, a picture of what it looks like, and it's an analogy of what we can kind of look like if we don't stay close to Jesus and in community. We need our flock. No sheep does well alone. You get sick. And so... Um, a sheep that's unhealthy like this can often bully other sheep, too, if they find them. They'll often go um, and um, bully a, a younger sheep out of the nice pasture setting and try to eat their grass. And, um, and unfortunately, in the flock, there are some bullies, and God deals with them. He takes care of them and shaves off that extra weight they're carrying if they let him. <laughs> Sometimes we become the bullies, and we need that too. We need God, God's tender care. And sometimes sheep flip over on their backs, and they can't get back up without help. And that's what happens with us. Now, he could die if he's left like that. Get up. Go. Go, go, go. Go join the herd. I was glad I, to find some real-life examples of that. But that, that is what can happen to us, too, if we don't stay close to the shepherd and under his tender care. Philip Keller wrote a book called The Shepherd Looks at the 23rd Psalm. Anyone familiar with that? Um... I, I read that a long time ago, and I took it out again and, and read it again, and it gave some very good examples of what it's like for, for sheep and, uh, and how the shepherd takes care of them. And so I encourage you to read that if you get a chance. You may even have it in your library here. The important thing to know is that God loves us so much, and if we would allow him 
to take care of us. And if we could fully acknowledge and accept his love, I try to convey that to people in the hospital. Um, I help them find it for themselves. But it's amazing that, you know, God is at work before I go into that hospital room. He's at work while I'm in there, and he's at work long after I leave. And it's up to him to work in somebody's life. I'm just a, a vessel to be used by him, and so can you. Um, you can speak that love and truth into somebody's life um, just by being present and just by listening. John 10, 27 through 28 says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. God is a God of restoration who tends to all his sheep. Stay close to the shepherd and allow him to lead you and to carry you. He is Emmanuel, God, with us. And though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he is with us. He is with us. He is with us. And I know that there are several here that have walked through that valley of the shadow. And sometimes you, you feel like you cannot see the great shepherd, but you look back and you see that he was there the whole time. And whether he used people around you to gently um, encourage you and lead you in that darkness. I've walked through the valley of the shadow. Um, some of you may know I lost my son Adam um, about four years ago. Um, he had a heart problem, and his heart suddenly stopped in his sleep, and I felt like my heart was ripped out on that day. But I have to say that as I walked through that shadow, that God brought help. And he knew, he knew what I needed, and there, there are people in this room that ministered to me in that time too, and I... I feel like we comfort with the comfort we have received, and I have been comforted, and God has done an amazing thing. I had a, um, an 80-year-old woman tell me that I would, I would find joy again shortly after Adam died, and I said, I don't, I don't know if I can. What do you mean I'll find joy again? But I, I just want to say that I have, and that God is good. He's so good. And if, if it is so dark around you, whatever you're going through, whatever loss, there's grief all over the place. Nobody gets to avoid grief. Whether it's loss of a job or, or a marriage um, disintegrating or death of a loved one, it's going to touch us somewhere or we know someone that it has. And so it's even more important to know and to remember um, that he restores our soul. And he says it right before he says, um, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow. He's with us through the dark night of the soul. He's with us, and he is the God of the hills and the valleys. And when you're walking through the valleys, keep looking up. Keep looking up. you got to walk through the valleys before you can get to the mountaintop, right? That's just a physical thing with the lay of the land. You go through valleys when you're hiking, and um, you get to the mountaintop, and you, you can look to him. He will carry you. He will chase after you. He will lead you. So the answer to the question that we started with, who do you belong to? 
Well, you belong to God. You belong to the great shepherd. There's no question about it. No matter what you do, you belong to him. He chases after you. And he's good all the time. Amen. Would you pray with me?